Hello, everybody. Thanks, and welcome to the Docs Sportscast. Today, we're going to be talking about shifting from uh, the NFL, which we've covered on pretty much every episode for the last, you know, 10 and 12 episodes, uh, with, you know, obviously the NFL preseason starting up. Uh, We were covering every division, doing our breakdown. We finally finished every division, and uh, now jump back into the NBA real quick. uh, As uh, many of you know, NBA free agency started up uh, last week. And there's a lot of news uh, that happened and a lot of non-news that happened for people out there. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that as well as Team USA. Uh, they did win the gold. Didn't win the gold this year. Um, however, I'd be a little underwhelmed if I was Greg Popovich. If I was, um, you know, <laughs> I, if, I, if I was representing or thinking about the upcoming Olympics in 2024, I'd be concerned. Because there are definitely concerns that we have there and we will touch on that. Uh, so... Aurora and I here uh, was definitely watching Team USA, and we'll jump into that real quick to first start off the conversation today. Aurora is a big Olympics fan. She enjoys uh, water polo. Water polo. Uh, she enjoys curling. She enjoys basketball. Um, and then she, she does enjoy uh, some other things as well, but those are kind of the main ones she does love to watch. She likes to watch tennis, too. Um, can't wait until hopefully one day, some point, you know, football will be a uh, Olympic sport. Now, not not talking about soccer. You know, not talking about soccer. You know, American football. Um, hopefully, that can be a sport at some point in the Olympics. But talking about Team USA, guys, we we have some challenges here. Obviously, Team USA won. I mean, they they didn't win by all that much over France. And uh, honestly, if things fell the right way for France, they would have won that game. Uh, It shouldn't have been a close game. Uh, It it really shouldn't have been, uh, but it it ended up being that way uh, for multiple reasons. Um, And we we will touch on some of that. But, um, man, it's definitely frustrating. Definitely frustrating because when you go back, you watch the days of Vince Carter and things like that playing in the Olympics. I mean, these guys dominated out there. Team USA dominated every year. And then... Um, you know, obviously we, we took the bronze one year and that was, that was definitely, uh, definitely frustrating, uh, to say the least. And I think that it, it was, it was a mix of various things, but it was showing a shift to me, a shift in the way that the NBA and American basketball has went. Uh, we no longer are looking for the most talented players. We no longer want to develop players into becoming the most talented. All we want is to put butts in seats. And that is done with a lot of hype. That is done with a lot of young athletes. Um, And and I purely say athletes uh, that most of the time lack somewhat talent. Um, Even when you look at some of the best players in the league, Right now, some of the best young up-and-coming players in the league, even a guy who won the NBA championship this year, Asante Kumpo. You see guys who are unpolished. You see guys who have holes in their game. To an extent, massive holes. Asante Kumpo, massive hole from a three-point shooting standpoint and from a free-throw shooting standpoint. Massive holes in the game on that side. Athletically, yes, he can jump over people, he can run past people, he can jump up, block shots, intimidate people defensively, because that's what athletes can do. 
People who are athletes, people who are athletic can do these things. And it's common. It's common for a guy who is an athlete to be able to do these things at a high level. There's less skill involved in that. Now, I, I do think that there are guys who definitely are skilled defensively, uh, who have worked and honed in those skills, and it's not just given to them with athletics. Drew Holiday is an example of that. But if you look at the NBA today, when guys come in the league, there's always glaring holes. There's always glaring holes to their game um, in, the, in the beginning especially, and things that you know it would be so much better if they had went to college for a few more years. And I'm not going to jump on the whole one-and-done college thing. I can talk about that all day, as you guys probably know from listening to the podcast. But the biggest challenge I think that Team USA has is, I mean, there's a few, but one, we have to stop thinking that we are, that that our athletes are the the superior talent in the world. We are not. We do not have the most talented players in the world. We don't. It's it's point blank a fact that I'll tell you. Now, yeah, for the amount of players, sure, we probably have the most talent when you take into account the amount of players we have. However, guys that represent these countries, all they do is hone their skills. All they do is they, they don't sit there and just rely on athleticism. They work. They craft their game. They don't have the superior athletes that we do from a basketball standpoint here in America. So these teams in other countries have to work on those skills. They have to hone their skills. They have to learn to develop uh, statistic or, or, sorry, they have to learn to develop consistent jump shots, be able to hit their free throws, make the right passes, handle the ball well, work as a unit, communicate, defensively communicate. They have to do that to win games. And yes, that will ultimately put a wrench in what you're trying to do if you're Team USA. Because what I saw out there throughout throughout the Olympics this year is that Team USA was a bunch of athletes, one, thrown together last minute, uh, which, which is difficult because a lot of these guys in other countries, I mean, they play together every year. They're consistently playing together every year, um, you know, for in the Olympics and, you know, FIBA and things like that. And so they were learning to, to play together a lot more. They know who the go-to guy is. They know who they're going to run the offense through, that type of thing. As well as um, these guys are veterans. They're veterans. They know what they're doing out there. They're not going to turn the ball over. They're going to play consistent, smart basketball. And at the end of it, yes, Team USA got those turnovers down, and they made France turn the ball over quite a bit. But they still only won by so few because France played more efficient basketball. If you watch that game, it is sad, guys. These guys just come down the court and chuck up three after three after three. I was sick to my stomach watching these guys. I mean, just Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, just walk it down the court and just chuck up a three. That was the offense. Walk it down the court, chuck up a three. Walk it down the court, chuck up a three. What are you doing? It's absolutely ridiculous to think that, oh, I'm just going to come out here and just knock down every shot. I'm sorry, but again, stop thinking you're superior. Stop thinking that you're the most talented athletes in the world. You're not. Everybody else is caught up to that, okay? And everybody else is caught up for other reasons because we don't have consistent players out there. Kevin Durant 
was the most consistent player throughout the Olympics for us. Guess what? He was probably one of the older he was he was one of the older players on that team. He was probably the veteran. I mean, he was the veteran of that team. He was the veteran out there. And guys, he's a young player. So Kevin Durant was the veteran. Jason Tatum wasn't consistent. No, I mean, none of these guys were consistent. I mean, the the guys who made the most impact was Drew Holiday, who's who's a veteran player. Draymond Green, who's a veteran player, plays both sides on defense, just like Drew Holiday. Kevin Durant, who can play both sides. That's probably it. Bam Adebayo, I think, was probably the next consistent player because there were games Jason Tatum came out and had nothing going for him. Okay? And that's only because Bam plays great defense too. So what I saw and what I've consistently seen throughout this playoffs is we don't have veterans out there. We don't have consistent guys out there. And it hurts. We're going to play in runs. We're going to play in spurts. And that gives us spurts where we're not shooting the ball well either. Where was Kawhi Leonard? Okay. Where was LeBron James? Where was Chris Paul? Where was Steph Curry? Where were these guys that we are talking about being the best players on the planet? You know, LeBron James, oh, he's the best player on the planet. Why is he not playing representing America? LeBron is going to sit there and say, oh, I was resting. We had a really strenuous season. Uh, excuse me, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday went all the way to the finals and won, and they continued playing. They played for Team USA. So why can't you? Oh, I had a strenuous season. Well, excuse me, you didn't play an 82-game regular season this year. So the NBA season was shortened. You whined and cried about playing you know, an extra game for a play-in game. And then you lose in the first round. You've had time off. You, you should have been there representing Team USA. You should have been. Steph Curry, same thing. I love Steph Curry. I'm a big Steph Curry fan on and off the court, but I'm disappointed he didn't play because he said he needed to rest. Chris Paul, I can understand. I can understand Chris Paul because he's the oldest out of all those players, and yeah, you can see the wear and tear from him, and him being there may have hurt us because he wasn't you know, able to play 100%. That I can understand. But I can't understand these other guys. And that's what the NBA has come, guy, come to, guys. Look at the league and look at what happens. International players are whipping our butts on the court. They come in the league ready to learn, ready to develop, and ready to play right away. International players are going to be better right from the get-go. And yeah, the American NBA players who leave from high school or leave college early, yeah, they might be flashy athletes and they might turn out to be well, you know, superstar Hall of Fame players later on in their careers. But it's not going to be right in the beginning. Look at the Ball family. Every time they come in and they're, they're horrible shooters, they're they're a flaw on the defensive end. Like it, it, you know, they hurt their team defensively. Like that's what they are, and that's because it's okay. It's okay because people don't care about that. They 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 play. They pay them for flashy passes. They don't care about the turnovers. Oh, turn the ball over however much you want, but throw three like. ESPN highlight passes every game, and we're good to go. We'll pay you a max contract. Okay? That's stupid. Absolutely stupid. Oh, don't worry about it if you hit a jump shot. I just, I just care if you, you know, can go out there and look flashy with the ball out there. That's all I care about. Luka Doncic. Okay? Amazing player. Well-rounded. Shoots the ball amazingly well. Handles the ball well. Shoots his free throws well. Plays some, de some solid defense. Okay? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Goes out there, works hard every day. Came in the league really not established as a player, and he has made himself a much better player. He has taken a huge level of growth since he got in the league. 
I haven't seen any of those other rookies that the year that he came in do that. I haven't seen guys as young as him make those steps, at least from an American side. Look at the international players and look at what they're doing right now. They're bringing into the league every year well-rounded, solid, talented players. The U.S. is not. And if I'm the NBA, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to look very hard at what we're doing from a college standpoint and a high school standpoint because these kids need to stay in college and get well-rounded. These kids need to understand how to handle the ball well, play you know, play solid, consistent basketball, not turn the ball over and all this crap. You got guys like Russell Westbrook and all this stuff. Yeah, they're amazing freak athletes, but they're not efficient. They're not efficient, guys. We need to fix that. Anthony Davis. Why the heck wasn't Anthony Davis there? Oh, he was resting. Oh, he doesn't have to rest. You know what he needs to do? He needs to put his big butt in the paint and play like a big man because he's over seven foot tall. Okay? But no, he doesn't want to beat and bang in the paint because that's too tough. That's too hard on him. I'm sorry. Grow up. You're a professional basketball player. Act like it. So... We need to stop acting like we're the most talented players in the league, because we're not. We need to get veterans out there who consistently hit shots. We need to get veterans out there who, when they have an open three, they're going to make it. Okay? And we need veterans out there who aren't going to turn the ball over. They're going to play consistent basketball. They're going to stop the other team when the other team starts to make a run. They're going to be able to keep runs going for us by not throwing the ball to some young gun who wants to just chuck up a three. No. Hold on. We are, we're on a, a 6-0 run right now. We need to go on an 8-0 run. Don't chuck up a 3. I'm going to hold the ball and not give it to you because you're going to waste this possession. They need guys who will do that. And right now they don't. This is what's upsetting to me. And we need to fix it. Because it's really going to hurt us if we keep going this route. That is the problem with Team USA Basketball. Where's our superstars? Our veteran players? Our consistent players? Where are they at? And why are they not competing? It's the same thing that happens every day in the NBA right now with Kawhi Leonard who wants to sit and not play because he's a, he's lazy. He's a lazy bum. Why is that okay? Why is it okay for these guys to go out there and do 70% of their job, play 70% of their games, 50% of their games, whatever the number is, and you still pay them their full salary? Is teaching a horrible message, and these guys over in other countries aren't that way. They have to work their way to the top. They have to be the best of the best in their country to even get noticed to come over here and play in the NBA. That's why they come over here better. They have to work harder than we do. Our athletes here in America are spoiled and pampered, and it's a joke. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh, I've taken up probably about half the episode with the Olympics, but we'll move into some NBA free agency news, talk about some things here. So uh, NBA free agency did spark up. Uh, man, a lot, of, a lot of issues here for me is like guys staying put. Guys are just staying put in a lot of places, and I don't understand that. Um, there's a lot of guys who I thought had a chance to go somewhere and make an impact and, and have a chance to be a part of uh, teams that, that they could fit a role they needed, um, and we didn't see that. Now, don't get me wrong. Aurora and I love to see loyal players, loyal to their fan base, loyal to their team, uh, the organization, the city. We'd love to see that. However, that's from a superstar level. You got guys who aren't superstars. You got guys that are a little bit lower tier, and they didn't go anywhere. And and that's that's kind of odd to me. So like Kawhi Leonard, he's already shown he doesn't care. He doesn't care where he plays. He doesn't give a crap about the city. He doesn't give a crap about his fans. He doesn't give a crap about his teammates. He sits there, you know, he doesn't even sit on the bench during the playoffs. He sits up in a suite 
because he's too good to sit on the bench with his teammates. So here's the problem with Kawhi Leonard. I bet you he didn't get any offers in any other teams. I bet you nobody else wanted him. He went back to L.A. Clippers. You know why? Because L.A. has said, you know what, we're fine with you sitting half the season. We're fine with you sitting out and not playing, you know, 20-plus games every year. You can sit and be a lazy bum with us. That's all we want from you. There's a lot of coaches and a lot of organizations in the league that ain't going to put up with that crap. I think Kawhi Leonard knows it, and that's probably why he stayed in in Los Angeles. That's my opinion. Because I don't understand, again, I'll repeat myself with the Olympics, why is it that these guys don't have to put in 100% effort every night? Why is it that these guys, it's okay for them not to play X amount of, X percentage of games every year? And it's just fine. And they still get paid their full salary. I don't get that. If a guy has to sit because he's resting, he needs to be docked his salary. I don't understand why that doesn't happen. Even if it's a veteran like Chris Paul. Like, at the time you get to be a veteran like that and you're a superstar and you're still playing a high level in the league, your salary is high enough, it's okay for you to miss a few games every year of your salary, okay? He's got plenty of money. And that's the thing. These guys are spoiled, they're spoiled, they're spoiled, and we're just continuing to spoil them more. And these get fixed. Chris Paul, example, he stayed with the Suns, okay? I was a little frustrated by this. I, you know, I, I love Chris Paul, and he's been loyal to a fault everywhere he's went, every city he's played for, uh, every fan base. I mean, he, he is a guy that he is loyal to his, loyal to a fault. And, um, you know, I, I think here he made, a, he made a decision to continue to stay loyal like he is, and I think his loyalty is going to hurt him in this situation. I don't think they'll be back to the finals again next year. Um, it might be another couple years before they get back to the finals because I think – Devin Booker has to mature a little bit more, get a little more seasoned. Uh, they probably need to get another, another, a decent forward, a decent forward in there. It's going to be a consistent, solid player every game that they can go to for some buckets and things as well. Um, and until that happens, I, I don't think they've got a shot to to win the title or get back to the finals. So we'll see. I, I just, I wish he would have went somewhere where he could maybe have won. Uh, a title because he's a guy who deserved it and he's earned it. Um, he showed his loyalty everywhere he's been, and so I would have no problem with him leaving. Now, similar level players had chances uh, to make an impact, or smaller level players had a chance to make an impact. That's what I talked about earlier. And some of these guys, you know, Jared Allen. I mean, Jared Allen. I've loved Jared Allen ever since he came in the league. I mean, he's he's a good young prospect, and and yeah, I think he, there's things he's could he's he's been able to work on that he hasn't you know he could have developed a jump shot and things like that at this point in his career and he hasn't um so i mean he's staying in cleveland i don't know why there's places he could have went and made an impact and i think it would have been really positive uh for teams to pick him up tim hardaway staying in dallas again it's another guy i think he could have went and made an impact somewhere else but i'm not that upset by it because dallas had a pretty good looking team last year and he can be a really good part of that team Will Barton staying for the Nuggets, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's getting up there, becoming a veteran in the league, and maybe he could have went somewhere else and been a factor. You know, I, I think he would have been a good little pickup for the Knicks maybe, uh, give him another two-guard that, you know, could, could put up some buckets every now and then for him. Uh, Mike Conley staying in Utah. I mean, yeah, I get it. Donovan Mitchell was hurt. You know, they, they had a struggle of a season from injury standpoint. Maybe they just want to run it back and see what they have now. Um, so I understand that they're contender and it, and it makes sense. And Conley's going to have some time uh, a little bit later in his career to, you know, go somewhere else if he needs to, to try and win something. Uh, Duncan Robinson stays with the heat. 
man, you know, I, I just, I hate it for Duncan Robinson only because I think there's places he could have went and been featured more heavily. You know, Tyler Hero is there in Miami too, kind of overshadowing him a little bit at times. And I think there's a lot of teams that could use shooting. You know, Philadelphia 76ers is a prime example. He would have been a great fit there. And, and it really would have made an impact for their offense. Um, so, yeah. But then, you know, there's moves that did happen. And we'll talk about those now. Um, so the moves that did happen, Lonzo Ball went to the Bulls. Okay. Uh, I love this move for the Bulls. I really do. Uh, I think that Lonzo gives them uh, something from a point guard standpoint they haven't had. Now, yes, they've had some guys in there who they're consistent. They can handle the ball. They're not a bad point guard. But when you're a team like that, they, they've got Zach Levine, who's a great player, great scorer. They picked, they traded for Vucevic last year. And then they've got some good role players in there, but they don't have, like, they don't have the means of saying they have a big three by any means. Um, you know, with Vucevic and, and uh, Zach Levine. But Zach Levine works really well off the ball. He works really well off the ball. And the problem was there were way too many games that he had to have the ball in his hands uh, to make plays to get the team to be competitive. And now if Lonzo can come down and have that ball in his hands and Zach Levine can work off of him a little bit, I think it's going to make that offense flow a lot better. So we'll see. Plus he's going to be able to get the ball into Vucevic, get you know, easy buckets for Vucevic because you know Lonzo is a great passer. He really is. Um you know, I look down on the ball family quite a bit. I, I just don't like the way they go about doing a lot of things. I think they're really overhyped. But Lonzo, when he came in the league, he was overhyped. And he had to get set down. He was he had to, you know, sit on that pine a little bit and understand, hey, you gotta work and you gotta get better and you gotta be able to compete in this league and, and you're just we're just not gonna give it to you. And I think he's done a good job of understanding that and he has developed. He's gotten a better jump shot. He's gotten better with his free throws. He's gotten better at making the right passes, not turning the ball over, and he's playing better defense. So Good pickup by the Bulls. Really like it. Um, Kyle Lowry, uh, no, sorry, talking about Kelly Olenek goes to the Pistons. Uh, you know, that, not really a huge deal. You know, the Pistons aren't going to be like super competitive next year anyway. I mean, they'll be fine, but uh, they're not. They're not. It's not like they're going to be you know a playoff team next year. So um, decent pickup for them. I like Kelly Olenek quite a bit with what he's doing right now. Undersized big, come out and shoot some threes. Um, play some some tough defense inside, but a little undersized. So he could be a decent fit out there in Detroit. Now, Kyle Lowry moving to South Beach. And this is another reason why I think Duncan Robinson could have moved on and it would have been fine because Kyle Lowry, guys, he he's getting older. He's definitely not playing with the same intensity that he used to play with. He's not attacking as frequently. He's being more patient, sitting back, making the right plays, uh, which is good, and that's exactly what Miami needs. However, the challenge I have is that they had to get rid of Dragic for this, and I loved Dragic for them. I think Dragic was such a great, consistent player for them. He never took bad shots. Uh, you know, he really tried to play within himself and was a real good factor for that team. Now, I think... Kyle Lowry is going to come in and be able to make some more playmaking abilities. He's going to be able to score the ball a little bit more. And he'll play a little bit better on the defensive end than what uh, Dragic did. But ultimately, this thing with the Miami Heat is that they do not have a guy from an inside standpoint. Bam out of Bayou is great. But when you lose, when Bam comes off the court to get a rest or whatever, they need a big who can play a full center. Even Bam is not a full-size center. So they, they need to get that. They need to get that, and that's what killed them in the Olympics as well. Was 
Bam Adebayo is not a full center. He's a forward, uh, power forward, and needs to be you know played such as one. And we didn't have a real center in there, and teams ate us up on the inside. Um, so that's the worry I have about them, and they didn't really do a lot of things to address that this year. Now, Evan Fournier goes to the Knicks. He was the only person that they picked up in those first couple days from free agency was getting Evan Fournier. People were very upset with the Knicks. They were heavily heated with them because they didn't make a lot of moves. They were under the cap. They had more space than anyone to make moves, and they didn't. They brought in Evan Fournier, and everybody's sitting there scratching their heads. What the heck are you doing? Why are you trying to run it back? Then they end up going get Kimball Walker. Here's the thing, guys. I'm so frustrated and upset by the Kimball Walker deal because he's a glorified version of Derrick Rose right now. Derrick Rose, great, savvy veteran, goes out there and makes good plays, gets in the paint, can do some things, put up some buckets for you every now and then. Derrick Rose played great for you last year. I think, to me, he looked more like the heart and soul of that team than anybody else on the court. Why are you bringing in Kimball Walker? That doesn't make any sense to me because he's just a little bit younger of a version than that. When you really, really, really needed, and you really need a solid, consistent forward who can score and make buckets, that's what you need. Like, you really, really need that right now. You know, even someone who can just get you scoring every now and then, you know, Tim Hardaway would have been a guy to go after. Kawhi Leonard, if he wasn't going to sign back, would have been a guy to go after. Like, those two guys would have made a huge impact on your team. Whereas, it's not the fact that Kimba's, like, not a good player. It's not a good guy you want on your team. It's just the fact that it's not a good fit with moving you forward. To me, this moves you forward inches, whereas other guys at different positions could have moved you forward feet. Okay? So that's my concern with it from the Knicks standpoint. And if I'm the fans there, yes, I'm frustrated right along with you. Uh, I think there's definitely things that they're doing wrong there. Uh, but, you know, Thibodeau's a good coach. He's going to keep pushing them hard, and, you know, they'll continue to have some success. But, man, at some point you got to get enough talent in there and enough consistent scoring. They don't have it. So um, the last thing I'll mention is Devontae Graham. Um, you know, Demonte Graham ended up going to the Pelicans. Uh, now I do like this, you know, they ended up, like we said before, Lonzo Ball ended up moving on, went to the Bulls. Uh, I do like Devonte Graham, uh, going to the Pelicans. I think it's a guy that gives them some scoring. Um, he's, you know, not going to be as much of a, a liability from a offensive end. Cause yeah, Lonzo can shoot the ball. Um, he can play a little bit of defense, but Devonte Graham can play better defense. And I think he can score the ball a little more efficiently than Lonzo right now. So, that to me helps them in what they need right now they need to get enough scoring going uh to be viable and obviously they had some injuries and things like that with some of their young guys but um i, I really think the pelicans can make a good leap forward this year and we'll see what ends up happening with that but uh yeah with uh with that being said um you know again we'll we'll go back to the olympics here real quick you know uh, great job by the team, you know, great job winning the gold. You know, you always want to go out there and you want to win. You want to get that gold. Um, I, I'd be underwhelmed. I'd be disappointed if I was them. Uh, they, they definitely need to show a little bit more savvy. They need to show some more control, more consistency out there. And that comes with putting veteran players out there who know what they're doing. Guys who are experienced, uh, guys who can make the right play, guys who are patient. And they don't have a lot of those guys right now. Just like I mentioned with Chris Paul, you know, having to wait a couple years to probably get back to the finals because Devin Booker's going to have to mature to get to be more consistent. He, I mean, it's the same thing with the Olympics, guys. He he wasn't consistent out there. He, he's he got to be consistent. When he got open shots, 
he needed to knock them down, and he didn't. I mean, there, there's plenty of guys on the Olympic team that miss wide-open shots, and so we need to get veterans in there. We need to get a big man, a solid big man. The problem that we have right now in America is that we don't have anybody who wants to play a big man. We have everybody like Anthony Davis who sits and says, oh, I don't want to play in the paint. I don't want to beat and bang because, you know, that's not my game. Oh, yeah, because you're a wimp. Because you're a wimp and you don't want to go out there and play a center because you're seven foot freaking tall. Get your butt in the paint and get easy buckets. My God, it's so stupid. Absolutely stupid. Like, these international guys are going to continue eating us up. Look at guys like Clint Capella. Okay? He, he is a savvy defensive player. He's a savvy center out there. Clint Capella is a guy I would love to have representing Team USA, but sadly we can't because he's international. So he's a guy we can't rely on. Christoph Porzingis, he's he's a weak guy, but he's still an international player. You look at all the guys who are like some of the better centers in the NBA, and most of them are international. You want to know why? Because American basketball players are becoming weak. We needed Andre Drummond out there, for Christ's sake. Put Andre Drummond out there. And let him at least be a force in the paint. I just don't understand it. I just don't understand. You consistently let Rudy Gobert destroy you in the paint in the first half. Destroy you. You should have destroyed France in that first half if you had a center who could have kept him out of the paint. And yeah, Draymond and Bam, they they did a good job. They did everything they could. Kevin Durant came in and played him a few times really well. But at the end of the day, guys, it's still a mismatch. It's still an advantage that they're getting, and it's going to hurt you defensively. So we need to have a, a center. We need to have veterans. We need to have consistent, solid players. And, and we're relying way too much on our young guns, way too much on flashy players. We're basically sitting there and having it, uh, you know, the, the Olympics this year, to me, looked more like a billboard for the NBA's young American talent than it did to try and put the best consistent solid team that we could out on the court. That's what it looked like. So, yeah, I think we need to fix that. That's just my thoughts. You know, Aurora's watching the same thing as me. She's got the same thoughts as well. But, uh, yeah, with that being said, you know, we'll, we'll start to wrap things up here. You know, overall, NBA free agency, yeah, it's not completely done. There's still moves, things that can be made. Uh, guys who are going to sign and go different places will be interested to see where some of these other guys go uh, that we've been watching for. But, uh, you know, I, I think out of free agency, the best thing, the, the thing I'm most excited about right now is to see how the Bulls do and how the Miami Heat do. Uh, I think they made a lot of a good move, some good moves out there. And we'll see what happens uh, with those two franchises. Um, really rooting for the Bulls this year. They got some really good guys out there. Guys I, li- I like from on-the-court standpoint and off-the-court standpoint. Um, so, yeah, that's it. But, uh, yeah, we'll wrap things up uh, on Wednesday. Not sure exactly what we're going to be talking about yet. I think we might dive into like previewing the upcoming preseason weekend for the NFL. However, who knows? Some something might pop up with the news and things like that. There is news going around there about the NBA investigating some of these free agency signings and tampering and stuff, which would void those deals. So that might be something that pops up. So we'll see what happens. Um, but regardless, you guys will hear from us on Wednesday. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe. You got our Facebook email below. Uh, appreciate all the support that you guys give us and uh, give us some feedback to our email or Facebook if you guys want to let us know what we can do to make it more entertaining for everybody out there. With that being said, from Aurora and I. 
we'll let you guys go. Have a great day.